Thanks to this season's presenting sponsor, Driscoll's. Only the finest berries. Hello, friends! Welcome back to Mystery Recipe! I'm Molly Birnbaum, Editor-in-Chief of America's Test Kitchen Kids. And I'm Mitzi, oven mitt, right-hand gal, and president of the Molly Fan Club. There's a Molly Fan Club? There is! Right now it's just me, but I am optimistic our numbers will be growing. Every week on Mystery Recipe, we'll be talking about the fun, fantastical, and fascinating sides of a different kitchen ingredient. And at the end of the season, we'll use all the ingredients to cook a mystery recipe together. We have a great TED episode for you today. First up, we have some smelly science in our pressing questions segment. Followed by something that is entirely out of season in our wild card. It's a shame we're doing this week as a podcast, Molly. Why do you say that? Well, I've heard this particular spice is very cinematic. Eh? 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 <laughs> nice one. Way to stick the landing on that joke. Yeah, can't wait to tell the fan club about that one, Molly. To the theme! <laughs> I bet it tastes good. Ooh. Molly, quick thinking. Mystery recipe. Hey, Molly, do you want to join the Molly fan club? Not sure that I should, Mitzi. Wouldn't that be some sort of conflict of interest? Uh, I mean, I'll talk it over with the rest of the board, but I think we should be able to make an exception for you. All right, well, you let me know what they say then. While we wait... I think it's time for our next segment. Wahoo! Pressing questions! Pressing questions, listeners, is a segment where we answer a question from a young chef using science. Every week we go through our emails and voicemails and find a question that we can conduct a science experiment to answer. And then I will call up a kid recipe tester to try it out. And don't forget that this season and forever after, we've decided that the Recipe Lab is any space where food and fun collide. The Recipe Lab is now any place where young chefs can explore the amazing and interesting science behind so much of what we cook, bake, and eat. That's why we want everyone at home to try these experiments and experience this science for yourself. Here's how it will work. We are going to talk to a kid recipe tester in their home and go step-by-step through each part of the experiment in our episode. And when we're done and our episode is over, we encourage all of you to recreate this science for yourselves in your own recipe labs. And do not forget to tell us how it went. You can send us an email at mysteryrecipe at americastestkitchen.com. I'll go through everything you send us. We're so excited to hear from you. All right, should we get started with today's question? Ready when you are. Let's hear it. Why does my whole house smell like cinnamon whenever I'm baking cinnamon rolls? There's only a teaspoon of cinnamon in the whole recipe. That's not much. That was Oliver and Elliot from Boston, but not our cat friend Oliver. He's not good at sending emails just because keys are tricky. What a smelltacular question. We learned about our sense of smell when we spoke with Dr. Murthy in Ask a Grown-Up. Now it's time to put our noses to work in the name of science. Listeners, if you want to try this experiment at home, here's what you'll need. Measuring spoons, 
two small microwave-safe bowls, a spoon, ground cinnamon, and water. Okay, Molly, I'm ready. Mitzi, what are you doing? I'm resting my nose so I'm ready for the science experiment. Nothing's going in or out of this nose until it's time to scratch and sniff. Scratch and sniff? Yeah, I'm assuming that since this is a science experiment about smell, we'll be using scratch and sniff stickers. You know, the ones that look like a grape and then you scratch it and it smells like a grape. You can let go of your nose. Your sense of smell is so powerful, it's already prepared for this experiment. And we'll definitely be sniffing, but there's no scratch and sniff. Oh, okay. You know who'd be great at scratch and sniff stickers? Oliver the cat. Listeners, if you didn't know already, Oliver is our pet cat and good friend. He is constantly scratching up all our furniture. Maybe we can give him some stickers to scratch instead? I'll go find him. Mitzi, wait. And she's gone. Well, while we wait for Mitzi to come back, let's do some introductions. For this experiment, we're going to be working with Oliver and Elliot. I talked to them over the computer. Can I get you guys to introduce yourselves, please? Hello, my name is Oliver, and I am nine. Hello, my name is Elliot, and I am seven. Amazing. So, do you guys like cinnamon? I like cinnamon, but in a recipe, not by itself. That makes sense. You don't eat just raw cinnamon. I don't either. I also like cinnamon in in a recipe. In a recipe? Well, what kind of recipe? What do you guys like to eat with cinnamon in it? Cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls? I like uh, hot chocolate with cinnamon. I would like some of both of those right now. We are so excited to have you both on Mystery Recipe, Oliver and Elliot. In today's experiment, we're going to explore why your whole kitchen, or even your whole house, smells so delicious when you're baking or cooking with cinnamon. Let's start by making a prediction. Why do you think more than just the oven or the stove smells great when you're cooking with spices? Because it has a lot of flavor and it's mixed up sometimes with sugar. That really makes it taste good. I think um, most spices are really strong. Yeah, and when they're mixed together with some ingredients, they get stronger. All right, those are both really good guesses. I agree that spices are super strong, and I also agree that everything tastes better with sugar. But so what we're going to do now that we have these guesses in place is we're going to get started on this experiment. So let's use your measuring spoons and add a half a teaspoon of cinnamon to each of those small bowls in front of you. Okay. Oh, no. (laughs) Just spilled a little. That's okay. It'll smell good. All right, and what does it smell like so far? Do you smell anything? Spicy. It smells spicy, too. All right, so now we're going to add two tablespoons of water to each of those small bowls. Room temperature or cold water is perfect. Excellent measuring. Now you guys can use your spoon to stir each of those bowls until all of the cinnamon is wet. What are you seeing as you mix the bowls? The water is turning a little murky. Mm-hmm. Does it smell stronger or not as strong as when it was just dry? Oh, I would say stronger. Yeah, me too. All right. So next up, we are going to take one of those bowls 
and heat it in the microwave for about 15 seconds, just until the mixture is steaming. So just one of those bowls. All right, and Elliot, so you pick which bowl, don't let Oliver know, and hold it up under his nose. I smell, um, it's uh, mostly cinnamon. It's very strong. Yeah, so if you could rate that smell on a scale of one to five, one being weak and five being strong, what would you say it is? I would say it's about like maybe in between a three and a four. Um, Yeah, it's really strong. Okay, great. All right, Elliot, next ball under Oliver's nose. Take some deep breaths. I actually think it's not as strong as the last one. More of a three. That was a three, so a little bit less strong than the first one. And Elliot, which one was first and which one was second? The first one was the not cooked one. That was the more strong one. And the second one was the cooked one. Got it. The one that wasn't heated up was stronger than the one that was heated up. So, okay, the science says that the hot cinnamon should smell stronger than the cold cinnamon. But you guys smelled it a little bit differently. There are absolutely no wrong answers. But that was a wrong answer. (laughs) So you guys had really fascinating answers to this science experiment. The science actually says that the warm cinnamon should smell stronger than the cold cinnamon. But this really gets to the heart of how everyone experiences things differently. And there really aren't any wrong answers when it comes to what you're experiencing with your senses, like smell, because we all smell things totally different. Um, So I loved doing this with you and hearing all about it. I can tell you a little bit more about what the science says. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. (sighs) Okay, Molly, I'm back. Turns out cats aren't really that into stickers and especially are not into being told what to do. So it's just me, but I'm ready to sniff. What did I miss? (laughs) You're just in time to hear our final results. We'll unpack the science behind this experiment right after this word from our sponsors. Grown-ups, these ads are for you. Hey, grown-ups. I want to tell you about our sponsor, the Kroger family of stores. We simply cannot have enough snacks in my house. That's why Kroger's ship service is so great. If you don't live right next to a Kroger store, you can still have all your favorite Kroger's treats shipped right to you. It's fast and easy. Browse snacks and other stuff online, and your order will arrive in as little as one to three days. Learn more at Kroger.com and get the yummiest snacks shipped directly to your doorstep. Hey, Chad. Hey, Molly. How much do you know about our sponsor, Automat Tomato Sauce? I know that it's delicious, and there are no added sugars or preservatives, and that it's packed with 10 organic veggies. I also know that Automat is tomato spelled backwards. That is right. So we're going to have some fun, and I'm going to spell some of the veggies that are in this delicious Automat sauce backwards, and you have to guess what they are. Okay. O-T-A-T-O-P-T-E-E-W-S. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's sweet potato. Okay, this one, real fast. T-O-R-R-A-C. Carrot. 
They put all of this in a tomato sauce. Okay, we're going to do one more. N-O-I-N-O-T-E-E-W-S. N-O-I-N-O. Oh, onion. Sweet onion? Sweet onion. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> it makes that sauce especially delicious. All right, I have I have one more for you, Chad. Okay. O-T-A-M-O-T. That is Automat. Automat. That's tomato spelled backwards. Is available nationwide at Whole Foods, Sprouts, and lots of other retailers. Visit their website to find a store near you or order direct and use code ATKKIDS for 25% off your first order at automatfoods.com. All right, let's get back to the smelly science. Mitzi, do you remember what we learned about how we smell? Tiny aroma molecules make their way into our noses and tell our brains about what we're smelling. And as a reminder for any listeners just joining us, a molecule is a little tiny, tiny particle. They are the building blocks that make up all the things around us. Aroma molecules are molecules that smell. Exactly. And spices like cinnamon are full of aroma molecules. You only need a little bit of spice to experience a lot of smell. If you just open a jar of cinnamon and take a sniff, you'll get a whiff of cinnamony smell. Molly? Sniff? Whiff? You're a poet and you don't even know it. Okay, my turn. I want to get my diploma in all things aroma. I'd like to make more rhymes, but we really don't have the time. These rhymes are coming off the top, but I'm not sure how to make them stop. It's not that I am on a roll. This bit is actually out of my control. I'm running out of breath, Molly. I might rhyme myself to death, Molly. What should I do? My face is turning blue. Would you like an orange? I would like an orange. Phew! Molly, quick thinking. Nothing rhymes with orange. Really saved the day there, Molly. But back to business here. If cinnamon is already so smelly, why did the hot cinnamon water mixture smell so much more? As molecules heat up, they start to move faster and faster. And all that movement makes it easier for them to take flight into the air and make their way into your nose or mouth where you smell them. Think of a pot of cold water and a pot of hot boiling water. There's so much more movement in the bubbling, boiling water. Some of those hot water molecules escape into the air as steam. Something similar is happening here with our cinnamon's aroma molecules. Molly, go go back. Smell in your mouth? I think you're getting your senses confused. We taste in our mouths and we smell in our noses. Right? That's true, Mitzi. All our taste buds are in our mouths and our smell receptors are in our noses. But there's more than one way to get to your nose. You can breathe in aroma molecules through your nose. That's called olfaction. But as you chew food in your mouth and breathe in and out through your nose, some of the food's aroma molecules travel through a passage in the back of your mouth and up into your nose. That's called retronasal olfaction. Retro means back and nasal means nose. So let me get this straight. I can breathe smells straight into my nose, which is almost like the smell is entering my house through the front door. That happens when I take a whiff of something and is called olfaction. But smells can also come in through the back door when the aroma travels through my mouth and up 
into my nose called retronasal olfaction. Exactly, Mitzi. Okay, now back to those hot aroma molecules. When spices or any food heat up, more and more of their aroma molecules start moving around quickly and escape into the air, which makes their smell much stronger than when they're cold or at room temperature. That's why when you're baking cinnamon rolls or simmering a pot of spiced chili on the stove, your whole house can start to smell like whatever's cooking or baking. Molly, wait! Is everything we know about cooking a lie? Are we letting all of the aroma molecules escape by cooking and baking? I remember you said smell is a huge part of flavor. Are we letting all of the flavor out by heating up our food? Are the raw food people on to something? <sighs> we should have listened. Don't worry, Mitzi. There are plenty of aroma molecules to go around, even after you cook your food. In fact, when you're eating something hot, it has more flavor than the same dish served cold. Golly, Molly, all this talk about smell makes me want to start a line of scented candles. Sure, everyone's heard about a cinnamon candle, but what about a chili-scented candle? A broccoli-scented candle? A chicken-scented candle? A hot dog-scented candle? Oh, we should do a special-scented candle for every ingredient on Mystery Recipe! I think we might want to workshop that idea a little more. But today, we learned some of the science behind why spices like cinnamon have so much smell. And while Oliver and Elliot may have come to a different conclusion than our science suggests, that's what makes experiments so exciting. There really is no wrong answer, and the results don't always go the way we expect them to. There could be any number of reasons why you might have found a different answer, Oliver and Elliot. Maybe which bowl you smelled first could have been a factor, or your noses could have gotten tired. But either way, there aren't any wrong answers when it comes to an experiment. Only interesting data. Oliver and Elliot, it was so great working with you today. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. Hopefully we'll see you again soon. Bye! Bye. Thank you. And listeners, if you want to try this experiment at home, remember to tell us how it went. Grownups, you can reach us at mysteryrecipe at americastestkitchen.com. Yeah, all that smelly science was amazing. Thank you, Molly. Also, Molly, the Molly Fan Club executive board and I have reviewed your application. Oh, I didn't realize I had applied. I filled out one for you, but we have decided that we are unfortunately unable to accept you for admission to the Molly Fan Club at this time. What? Why not? Oh, due to the volume of submissions, we cannot provide more specific feedback. However, we do encourage you to apply again next year. Huh. Sorry, Molly. I have a lot of sway, and I was really rooting for you, but I can only do so much. Who else is on this board? Well, I'd answer that question, but, uh, isn't it time for our next segment? Yeah, I think we better head to our wild card. Uh-huh. Listeners, we are about out of time for Cinnamon Week, but we have one more segment for you. Each week, we like to end things with something a little wacky in our wild card. Enjoy! Twas the night before Tuesday, and all through the house, everyone was on vacay, including the mouse. On beaches or camping, the elves hadn't a care. Everyone besides me, that is, for I was still here. I was manning the fort, someone must feed the fish, but a quick end to summer was my only wish. 
They are not built for the beach, and I hate resorts. I'm really just not the chillax thing sort. As an elf, I take pride in my craftsmanship. Me and my tool belt are fused at the hip. I live for the winter when we're making toys for all you well-behaved kids to enjoy. And so, while some elves swam the Great Barrier Reef, I walked the North Pole, searching for some relief. I dusted the stockings and tidied the shelves, and quickly became one fat little elf. I really miss Christmas, I said, feeling blue. I don't like feeling sad, but I don't know what to do. And just then, I heard it—a sound I know well: the jingle and jangle of a familiar sleigh bell. I ran to the door, and was happy to see a jolly Saint Nicholas here to greet me. Although maybe jolly was not exactly the word. If I'm being honest, Santa looked quite perturbed. What's going on here? I'm trying to golf. I was on the back nine, neck and neck with Rudolph. Santa huffed as he pulled his clubs from his sleigh, and even though I felt terrible, I managed to say, "Oh, Santa, I'm sorry to mess up your game, but when it's not Christmas, the North Pole's not the same." He looked at me for a moment and started to think. And then he had an idea and gave me a wink. I think I know something that should do the trick. I swear this'll help, or my name isn't Nick. Santa led me inside, patted me on the head, and said, "Don't worry, Elf. Let's bake gingerbread." He measured the flour, and I added the spice. Being busy in baking, it also quite nice. Ground cinnamon, ginger, brown sugar, molasses, and while the cookies were baking, he poured milk into glasses. In no time, the workshop filled with a smell, a Christmassy scent that made my eyes start to well. Just like that, Santa brought back my Christmas cheer. He looked down at me as I grinned ear to ear. He said, "Our sense of smell is a magical thing. It's amazing the memories one small smell can bring." You're right, I replied. My blues went away with the smell of those cookies. It feels like Christmas Day. And with that, Santa rose and walked towards the door. Now he said. I do hope you aren't sad anymore. Next time you're feeling blue, waiting for Christmas to start, know that Christmas is forever. It lives inside your heart. And as Santa flew off, I could hear him say, "Merry Tuesday to all. Please enjoy your vacay." That poem is making me miss the holidays too. I may have to go bake some gingerbread cookies. Well, that means we've come to the end of Cinnamon Week, our first week of season three. 
That's right. And what a week it was. We learned all about how cinnamon is harvested from cinnamon trees. And that cinnamaldehyde is the main chemical component of the volatile oil responsible for the spicy taste of cinnamon. And how to bloom your spices before cooking with them. We'll be back next week to talk about another brand new ingredient. And remember, at the end of the season, we'll be using all of our ingredients in a very special mystery recipe to cook together. Can you guess what it is? So far, we've talked about, well, uh, just cinnamon, actually. But it's never too soon to start guessing. True. You'll have to tune in next week to find out what our second ingredient will be. If you love Mystery Recipe, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And if you like this episode, share it with a friend. And give us a review. We love the stars, and I like playing that little spot the difference game. It's so difficult. You're also welcome to not leave us a review. You can just quietly enjoy the podcast on your own and not tell anyone. That's your prerogative. Until next time. Keep Keep on on cooking. cooking. Mystery Recipe is hosted by me, Molly Birnbaum, and I am a chocolate croissant. Chad Chennai is our writer and producer. He is Eggs Benedict. Our executive producer is Caitlin Kelleher. She's a breakfast burrito. Scoring, sound design, and mixing by Anya Jeshik and Matt Boynton of Ultraviolet Audio. They are two eggs over easy with a side of corned beef hash. Jonathan Roberts composed our theme music and is a Pop-Tart. Our post-production supervisor is Jen Margolis. She's French toast. Our line producer is Diane Knox, who is also an omelet. Jack Bishop is the chief creative officer of America's Test Kitchen. He's two double lattes. David Nussbaum is our CEO, and he's a blueberry pancake. Special thanks to our senior science editor, Paul Adams, executive editor, Kristen Sargianis, executive food editor, Susanna McFerrin, Senior editors, Afton Cyrus and Ali Velez Aldifer. Test cooks, Andrea Vavjin and Cassandra Laughlin. Assistant editors, Katie O'Hara and Tess Berger. And assistant test cook, Kristen Bango. Kristen Sargianis was a contributing writer on this episode. This episode featured the voice of Kira O'Sullivan. Thanks again to our sponsors, Kroger, the National Mango Board, and Automat. Mystery Recipe is a production of America's Test Kitchen Kits. Do you have at least a couple pointers of things I can work on for next year's fan club application, Mitzi? Well, the board felt, and I don't disagree, that you don't often vocalize your love and admiration towards Molly. So I should compliment myself more? Out loud, yes. Or in writing, just somewhere on the record we can point to in order to track your growth. From an outside perspective, it's hard to prove that you're a Big Molly fan. A good example of a Big Molly fan is me. Look at me. I stay complimenting you, Molly. I love you. Hi, grown-ups. I wanted to tell you a little bit about our newsletter. If you love the fun food content we share on Mystery Recipe, then sign up today for our ATK Kids newsletter to receive even more recipes, activities, and stories from me straight to your inbox. 
As a mom of two, I always try to include things that are important to my family, and it's a great way to hear about all the new things we are cooking up at ATK. Plus, every new email added will be entered for a chance to win three free ATK Kids books for toddlers through teens. We'll draw 10 winners every month while the promotion lasts, and we have some great books available all the time. Head to atkkids.com newsletter to sign up today for your chance to win.